This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Mind Your Own Podcast with Aaron Sorensen and Sasha Durkin. Where we stick to sports, except when we're not. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Own Podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Sasha. And I was just telling Sasha, n- none of you are going to notice. None of you will. If you do, say nothing. Um, but I have misplaced the charging, or not charging, I've misplaced the converter for my microphone and it was connected to a charger and... So it goes. The one time I can't find it is right before we decide. Well, right before we record, it just decides to go missing. So I am just recording on a good this. This could be like an Apple commercial. You know how they do yeah. like on an iPhone. It's recorded on like not even AirPods. It's like an old like a writ OG. Apple. I may just have to post a picture of us because we're recording the same way today. <laughs> It's fine. It's yeah. fine. It's great. The The magic of uh, of recording, um, it, it'll be fine. My favorite part is I've been asking my fiance if he knows where it went because I found the charger that it was connected to, but I couldn't find the converter. So it tells me that he picked it up and it's probably somewhere. I'll find it. Yeah. I asked. His response was, I'm not sure. So we're off to a great start. Um, <laughs> I'll track it down. But anyway, Sasha, how are you doing today? Okay. You know, I, uh, didn't sleep very well last night, so that's where I'm at. (laughs) I, I haven't been either lately and I've been finding like a lot of anxiety driven dreams and things Mm. where, um, I wake up and I can't fall back asleep or I wake up and like, I fall back asleep and have really bizarre dreams that are very much related to stress Mm -hmm. and compounded on top of this. So fun fact for everyone, if you are not aware of this, um, if you are, if you are somebody who's followed me on Twitter for a while, you might know this. It's not something I like openly brag about. If your name is Rusty Dawkins, you are very aware of (laughs) this little like thing with me. Um, I am an anxious weather person. Mm. I, I get very nervous about bad weather and it's it's mostly severe storms. So mm-hmm. bad snowstorms, everything like that doesn't really give me anxiety. I just more plan so that I don't have to leave. I don't like to drive on ice. I don't like to drive yeah. in situations I don't have to. But severe weather, it's not like a fear of severe weather. I want I want to be clear. It's not a severe like I'm not afraid of it. I just get really anxious. And so we're recording this on a Tuesday. Um, Nebraska, well, the early signing period for everyone begins on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Nebraska is in a high wind warning for Wednesday, starting at 9 a.m. And I don't know if like, by the time you're listening to this, we will be in the thick of whatever is happening. Like, yeah. we don't know. But I just want to read what the National Weather Service based out of Omaha tweeted yesterday. Wednesday will be a wild weather day. Damaging winds could occur with wind gusts between 50 to 70 miles per hour possible. Isolated gusts to 75 miles per hour can't be ruled out. Very high fire danger and oh, very high fire danger will also exist along the along and south of I-80. And there is also severe storm threat from 1 to 8 p.m. Buckle up. (laughs) So I'm just looking out at my backyard right now and we have those fence, that fence that has like the, it's like, uh, fiberglass panels. Mm, And the last time we had a significant wind event day in Omaha, almost every single panel blew out of our fence and we had to put it back together. That was the summer, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. My mom's like, so her, she has, 
a fully fenced in backyard and like probably 80% of it is hers. And it's, it's, it's new within the last few years. Um, but there's this portion of the fence that was her neighbors and the, the neighbors who had originally lived there moved in the process. What the original owner was doing is basically replacing the fence Mm-hmm. sections by section so he didn't have to do it all at once well they moved so the new neighbors moved in i think like late spring early summer that happens basically all of the original fence comes down yeah. so they have replaced it at this point so i hope it can withstand yeah. um a high weather event because my mom is about to watch um one of our dogs for a couple well I said one of our dogs, like I'm still, it's, it's hard when you go from two to one Mm -hmm. anyway. Um, but it's hard for her, especially if the weather is icy and different things, like it's just easy to have a backyard fence in. So I'm really like fingers crossed, hoping that her fence withstands and look in a big scheme of things, that is the least important piece of this whole thing. Like people's lives and livelihoods are the mm-hmm. most important. So like, I totally recognize that like me wanting a fence to stand is like, so like incidental, like it's, it's not yeah. a huge deal in the big scheme of things. It'll be fine. If for some reason something happened, um, especially when we think about like what has happened in Kentucky, which mm-hmm. by the way, when I talk about weather anxiety, like that just, I couldn't even like look at anything for um, I couldn't even look at anything on the news for like a day because for me, you, you take things for granted, like a basement Mm -hmm. and how, if there's a severe weather event, we have this place to go that is not necessarily perfect, but at least protects us in a way that like an interior room of your home doesn't when a tornado is coming through and for a tornado to have gone I think they said like what, 250 miles or something like that. And just to absolutely level a town and to take so many lives is just horrific. And look, we love to do this thing. And I'm I'm just going to get this out of the way right now. We love to do this thing. When something tragic happens, we stop people and go, this isn't the time for, this isn't the time to talk about this. This isn't the time for politics. Like if there is a school shooting, oh, it's not the time to talk about gun reform. It is the time to talk about it. Uh, And I'm going to tell you why, because this is when people are paying attention. And every single time we push discussions because it, it hurts and it's not fun and it's not the conversation people want to have, we never get back to talking about it. So two things here. One, climate change is real. And if anyone is like on the fence about this, the fact that we are about to have a 72 degree weather day in Nebraska and potential like significant storms, because by the way, that's not normal. 72 degrees in, and and to be clear, this is not like a one off event. Like we have been breaking like the, we've been breaking like weather, uh, like the highs multiple times recently, especially, but like, okay. Besides the climate change part, which like we really need to be more cognizant of and actually willing to address. I say this as somebody who owns Alexa devices. Mm -hmm. I say this as somebody who shops on Amazon because I have a prime account and I'm going to, when that prime account ends, really think about um, like, I need to have a, like, I usually get that as a, as a Christmas gift. So I'm like needing Anyway, here's the thing. Let me preface this really quick. For a lot of people, things like Amazon, Walmart, these big corporations allow you to live your life um, in, within the means that you have available to you. Right. So I never want to say completely give things up if it is something that sincerely like you can't afford and now i i've seen plenty of videos and commentary and blah 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 of like oh it's not that expensive to switch or oh if you do this time resources things are different for people so like i don't want to like shame anyone like i don't mm-hmm. want to shame anyone for like if you continue to have an amazon prime account i don't want to do that because it's not necessarily feasible for everyone with that said, if you are able to start taking your money away from um, corporations like Amazon and start, sh- start putting some of your money more local, um, thinking of like, how can I, how can I remove 
and make a difference a little bit. The reason I say that is there are some really horrifying stories that are coming out of Kentucky of um, an Amazon um, factory, essentially, who didn't let its employees leave. Now, some of these things, I know NPR, I was listening, they haven't been able to independently confirm some of these reports. So some of this is still very new. We're still finding out the details of Um but there was a really sad text message that a woman shared of her uh, boyfriend or fiance or husband. I'm, I'm not sure. I can't remember off the top of my head who he basically had said, I can't leave. They don't want us to leave. And eight people or this, there's two different instances. There's a candle factory where eight people died. And so far, um, and they weren't allowed to leave um, Amazon. Same thing. There's reports of them not being able to leave. The thing is, is like at the end of the day, corporations don't care about you. Yeah. They don't care if you live, if you die, they don't care about you. And that is the like really, really hard part about capitalism mm -hmm. is that we are all a cog in the wheel of this capitalism machine and to like tell people to take your money out is like a really short-sighted thing because like I said it's not feasible for everyone so right. I don't want to come across as like all high and mighty of like oh do this because you even heard me hesitate when I was talking about my own Amazon Prime membership like there are like legitimate things where like certain things make it easier for people and mm -hmm. you think of like people who it's like I don't have the time and the resources to be able to shift to something that is local. But if you can, just even making little small changes here and there make a huge difference. And just, just acknowledging the fact that these, these companies, um, Jeff Bezos, they don't care. They, they don't. They, they, they don't. say they don't. They do. They don't. And sorry, that is, this is something that is like really like just fired me up recently is seeing this where I'm like, the fact that we can't like human lives do not take precedence over a business, over a corporation, that is something that's so fundamentally mm -hmm. wrong. And I saw people, my point here is, is I saw people being like, this isn't the time to talk about this. It absolutely what time is the most appropriate time to talk about it other than a time when something catastrophic has happened? Exactly. Like, don't tell me that we can't talk about gun reform when children died. When is the appropriate time? Feels like then, a really good time to talk about gun reform. My God. Like, I just, I, I, you're right though. It's, it's those hard conversations that we talk about all the time on this podcast that we have to be willing to have. Mm -hmm. um, and the most appropriate time, as much as it's, it's horrific and awful and terrible, you know, the storm, um, the school shooting that happened, when it's top of mind and it's raw that is the appropriate time to talk about it because I feel like the most drastic changes are able to happen because of the rawness of the moment. Um, mm -hmm. It's not being disrespectful to families when you're trying to reform something that could have prevented the families in, that we're speaking about from having something this terrible happen, it you know? It just, the thing is, is like I said, and like, there's so much to unpack here because like mm -hmm. one thing that I'd want to be, I want to just be mindful of here is like, I even hesitated when I was talking about my own relationship to Amazon. Like, mm -hmm. I'll be honest, I'm not looking to throw out my Alexas, nor do I encourage people to do that because at the same time, there's a whole thing wrapped up in like consumerism and the idea of like getting rid of things like, um, don't go get rid of your Amazon products that you already have. Like that doesn't, that takes one problem and creates another. Like mm. it's, it's one of those things where um, like I have to unpack for myself, my own hesitation where I was like, well, Amazon is so convenient. So anyway, I get it. Like there, there's a lot of things that we're tied to and all no, no person is perfect. Um, I will say, I just looked it up and this is coming from CNBC. Um, that OSHA, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, is going, it has started an investigation into that deadly collapse of the Amazon warehouse. That was in Edwardsville, Illinois, not Kentucky. My apologies. Um, it, it's kind of amazing, um, by the way, when you look at a map. I don't know how recently any of you have looked at a map, but I often forget how Illinois, Kentucky, Indiana, Ohio, they're mm -hmm. all like, Right there. right there it's so but my brain like for some reason separates them even though i know they're right there so like when i see like the the location i'm like but wait i thought it was they're all very close to one another so 
Unfortunately, in this situation, it's so tragically six people were killed. One was injured. Forty five people were rescued safely. Um, Leaders of the warehouse um, did tell employees to take shelter. But there is um, basically that misunderstanding at this point or um, potentially. I don't know. I guess I I don't think misunderstanding is the right word. Whatever. um, Basically, OSHA has six months to look into essentially if any violations happened as far as workplace safety Mm -hmm. um, when it came to how this was handled, if the uh, workers well-being was first and foremost, if they were encouraged. Now, you know, we don't know. Maybe it was something where they felt it was the best situation for them to stay put. A lot is going to, but it's good that OSHA is looking into it. Hopefully it does provide some information, um, provides ways that this can not happen again, um, because it's really, really horrific. And like I said, mm-hmm. there was a candle company um, that also had a high loss of life and injuries. And my heart just goes out to people. If you are looking for... Um, If you are looking for a way to donate, when we talk about where you can put your money, if you want to help support those in Kentucky, we can link some things in the show notes. There are a number of people um, that have stepped up and really be careful and vet your donations, for instance. And this is one that I can link the uh, University of Kentucky Medical Center. There's their medical students set up a GoFundMe um, to help basically get care where it's needed very quickly. Um, so that one has been vetted. That one is coming from a legitimate source. There are real true boots on the grounds organizations that need your help, that need the money now. So being mindful of like, yes, there are national organizations that can help funnel money where it needs to go, but, um, just keeping an eye on where your money is going and how that is being utilized is the most important. So we can link, um, some different places that you can donate. So, Well, not to like just completely shift gears uh, because it feels like, how do you? But anyway, tough conversations are always really important. Um, We did receive a couple of emails, some questions. So let's dive into them. Uh, This is our unofficial uh, mailbag episode now that we've also got all of our frustrations about the way the world works out of the way first. Um, First and foremost, I I just want to say Erica sent us a really lovely email. I'm not going to read all of it, but I do want to just say one thing from this email. So she shared with us a little bit more about um, the Cornhusker marching band. Um, She has her daughters are in the Cornhusker marching band. She said, maybe you get tired of hearing me talk about them. Um, Erica, no, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. I will say I appreciate so much how proud you are of your children and how you support the Cornhusker Marching Band. Anytime I share anything on Twitter, especially on a game day of the band warming up or practicing, she's always one of the first to respond. She shares photos. Um, That is so cool because your daughters are going to be able to look back on that someday and see how, just see a timeline of how much you supported them. So never, ever say, maybe you're tired of me talking about them. If somebody is tired of you talking about your daughters and what they are doing, that is a them problem. It is not a you problem. Keep singing their praises because they deserve it. And it's cool to see how proud you are of them. Absolutely. I also love this. She said, I love and grieve each and every marching band season, band concert, play performance and music theater performance. My kids are involved in. Um, she, she said, and if I didn't record it, there's not much chance anyone else did. And it's not something you can commercially purchase later on. It was a fragile moment in time. And those are sometimes the best and most difficult, difficult to recapture. And so that is the playlist. She said she really wishes she had, because we were talking a lot about music. So, um, I appreciate that. She also used voice texting for that email, which Erica, I'm just going to say it was incredibly impressive because your voice message like picks up what you're putting down really well. Because anytime (laughs) I voice message, it is. I feel like I have to like scream into my phone very like distinctly, like Mm -hmm. over enunciating my words and like period exclamation point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well and then we also received one from laura as well so our last episode we talked about just letting people enjoy what they enjoy and love what they love and in fact when we think about what we were talking about before with how fragile life is and how um you just never know 
what the next day will hold. Love what you love. Enjoy what you enjoy. Like, don't worry about what other people think if you like something. Um, Laura said, um, when people ask what her favorite thing is, she says, I asked today or over time, those might be different. So she, um, talked a little bit about, um, how she's listened to, I, I love Huey Lewis in the news, mm -hmm. um, Michael Jackson, Duran Duran, but also in recent years, Reba, Dolly, Carrie Underwood, Weird Al, uh, Yankovic, Pentatonix, Rush, mm -hmm. Mannheim Steamroller, Show Tunes, Christian worship bands, like basically a wide range, um, she said there's room for all of us to be fans of whoever or whatever we like right now. I'm into the 2018 Grinch and on Netflix, a tale dark and grim. I'll also love any shows that remodels the house and lots of podcasts about true crime, but that is just the tip of the iceberg. I've told been told everything is your favorite and that's probably true. <laughs> I love that because here's the thing. I have moments in time that things are my favorite and mm -hmm. like, okay. One being Carrie Underwood. Mm-hmm. I want to just bring this up really quick because I probably like I every football season on Sundays would be like, it's Carrie Underwood time. I haven't this fall. And I'm actually surprised no one has like pointed it out and said anything and been like, why are you tweeting about Carrie Underwood? And here's the reason why Carrie and I are currently not seeing eye to eye. Um, oh. that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's not to say that like, She's not incredibly talented. That's not to say that we won't find common ground again in the future, but her and I do not see eye to eye currently on um, masks, vaccines, um, just how this pandemic is going. Mm. Um, she, it's one of those things where like, I don't know her personally. So that's why I'm like, I'm not out here like yelling at her on Twitter. I don't know her personally. Yeah. My point is I am just at a point where like my relationship and love of Carrie is kind of just in a valley right now. Will it come back out? Maybe. I don't know. But like, I'm not going to say that like the, the fan I was a Carrie, I'm not going to like take that back and like um, be like, shame on me for ever liking her. That's mm -hmm. no, I mean, people change in time um relationships change how i've listened to even taylor swift has gone through peaks and valleys and i think that's kind of also the thing when we talk about liking what you like is your likes can evolve they don't have yeah. to like be the same thing every day you can really love this album but really not like this you can um for me it's really hard to separate the person from the, the things that they support and like mm -hmm. um so like i said when here's a valley with taylor swift when taylor swift was like being openly accused of basically supporting white supremacy and she did not come out and talk about it which we end up finding out later she was being really pushed by her management team to say nothing mm -hmm. but i felt like that was really hard for me to want to support her because i'm like how can i put like that was just a personal thing i'm like how do i put my money behind somebody that is like not actively stepping up and saying like hold up no i'm not supporting white supremacy right it felt like a really easy uh thing for somebody to be able to stand up and say not my not what i support so i took a step back from that like that like fan relationship for a while right. because i'm like this is not this is not serving me in the way that like i want it to so like i said your relationship with the things that you like can come and go um just like your friendships just mm -hmm. like relationships like just because you like something at this point does not mean that you have to like it 20 years from now it doesn't mean you have to like it 2 months from now those things can tomorrow <laughs> right they can ebb and flow i mm -hmm. i think about a lot of like um i don't know it just it just is what it is um yeah. with that said because i'm just in like a real fun like i'm just in a really silly goofy <laughs> mood and controversial stop supporting chris brown i used to like chris brown's music but here's the thing he abuses women and he has tons of documentation on it can we please stop playing his music like can yeah. that just like can he evaporate into space but my point is if you listen to his music like 15 years ago and liked it i don't like yeah again it's your things and your relationships with things can change. That's not what, yeah. that, 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 that wasn't what Laura was talking about. And I almost called her Lindsay. And I don't know why my brain is like in five different places, <laughs> Laura, I'm sorry. Um, that's not what Laura was talking about, but I'm just saying like, when people ask you what you like, those things can change. Like you are not married to the things that you like today to have to be like tied to them 
you can evolve, things can evolve. It's cool. Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, well, what I was going to say is like, you know, sorry, there's my tangent. (laughs) It's the same thing with like, you know, a a band, you know, was one way 20 years ago Mm -hmm. and probably is completely different now. And maybe they support different things or they've been more vocal about stuff or whatever. It's just, that's just like how life works. There's different seasons of your life. You like things at one point in your life and maybe you no longer like them or you just don't align um, for one way or another, um, Mm -hmm. with either people in your life or things that you like, and that's totally fine. That's, that's the nature of life, I think. (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, I think of like the problematic things I've liked along the way or the things that I thought were problematic. And then as I've gotten older, I'm like, Oh, I, I misinterpreted or misunderstood that situation. Like just like what you like and allow people to grow and to evolve and to like change through their likes. Like things don't, like I said, I'm really shocked. I'm really shocked that like no one this fall has been like, what are you here and tweeting about Karen? Because like people did for the record notice when I stopped talking about Taylor Swift for like two years, it was a really bizarre like time period. Like people on Twitter would be like, why aren't you talking about her? Um, and it's like, this is a really hard conversation to get into on Twitter because I don't know how to basically tell you that I don't like. Anyway. Anyway, Taylor and I are good now. So <laughs> she also turned 32 uh, yesterday. So happy birthday to her. Okay. Happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. I know. She also did the like, I'm feeling 32, which is a play on I'm feeling 22. Enjoyed that. Um, and for the record, she also had a birthday party and she prefaced everyone that everyone that was there was tested. So, um, can, okay. Sorry. One little quick tangent before we get into Adam's email. One thing I would really like to have us stop doing, and I've seen a lot of this, um, I, I, cause she had to put out there and I don't blame her. She's a big, big public figure with a lot of eyes on her. So for her to tell people, Hey, FYI, we were all tested is not a, a bad thing. Cause it does tell people, Hey, this is important. And she does have a lot of influence, but I noticed a lot of people I know over the weekend having to preface like, Hey, I took my kid to see Santa FYI, we were outside or, Oh, we wore masks the whole time, except for the photo. Like, here's the thing. All the people who are doing the prefacing, I already know. I already know that you're taking things seriously. Like I'm not here to pass judgment anymore. Like we are at a place where like, look, I am vaccinated and boosted. You should get vaccinated if you're not already. If you, if, unless you have a religious exemption that is legitimate and you're not just using that because suddenly now it's a thing and, or like your doctor for some reason says it, it's not because you might be going through cancer treatments or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, there are legitimate reasons people cannot be vaccinated. I get that. But if you are able and eligible, please go get your vaccine, go get vaccinated and, and do the bare minimum for the people around you. Cause I'm not here any longer to judge anything that I see. Like if you go see Santa, I assume that you've taken all of the precautions to do so. And if you haven't, you're a jerk. Um, Mm. but it's like, it's kind of to the point where we're two years into this. Like I can't keep like, I'm not going to keep looking at photos and being like, what, what, what they're at a holiday party What's going on here. I am going to hope that you showed up and you did what was at like did the bare minimum to keep the people around. That is my, that is my, and I understand that like for the most part at this point, um, you can't trust anyone, but I'm at least going to give you the good faith effort that you've done what is asked of you to right. be a good human to others. Um, because they have shown that the efficacy of uh, vaccines is very high, even against Omicron. If you have your booster shot, um, just be mindful of your neighbor, yeah. your fellow person. So anyway, there's my other tangent. We're just getting these <laughs> all out today. This is the um, tangent mailbag. Maybe we'll call this episode that tangent mailbag. <laughs> I like that. Mail- mailbag with a side of tangents. Um, somebody is already upset about, somebody's going to like ride in and be like, oh, I'm angry and it's fine, whatever. It's, it is be what angry. it is. I'm, I'm angry feeling too. violent today. <laughs> um, okay. So from Adam, he has a few different questions, so we'll just roll through them. Hi, Sasha and Aaron. My mailbag question, he said question, but questions regarding Nebraska sports media. Who are the three to five members you think are the best at what they do? Most professional, best writer, interview access, et cetera, and how, however you want to define it. So who are the three to five that we think, and now he just said Nebraska sports media, so Mm. we can't take it beyond that. Um, 
You can go first. Okay. I'm, I'm coming up with my third. Okay. I would say, um, I think Sam McEwen is really very good at what he does. Mm. Um, he has no fear of asking questions. He, um, he, he is somebody that can take, uh, very little and make it into something very yeah. substantial. And I'm not saying creating a story out of nothing. I am saying he is very good at doing deeper dives, Insight. digging into things. He mm -hmm. has, he just has an, he has a knack for that. Um, he like, I don't always fully understand when people get rubbed the wrong way by the way he asks questions because somebody has to ask. And like, I give him yep. a ton of credit for like not being afraid to ask. Um, I would also say Mitch Sherman. Mitch Sherman does a mm. lot of work behind the scenes. Mitch Sherman is very connected. He knows a lot of people and people talk to him. That's the thing is like, he has a lot of people's trust. Mm -hmm. um, it's really interesting to me when I see people like openly criticize him on um, Twitter for like not liking how he shares information. Oh, you didn't share the full quote or this and this and this. Some feedback is, you know, legitimate. Like, mm -hmm. and I've even learned some from what people have asked. Um, I think a little bit of the criticism towards Mitch is sometimes unwarranted. I think he's incredibly, um, we are very fortunate to have him on this beat. I think he makes the beat better. Mm. So I really, I, I think he's, I think, like I said, when you're talking about access and just trust, a lot mm -hmm. of people trust Mitch and give um, him really strong insight. And so when he says something, um, which was again, really interesting, he shared something about, things that were happening within the Nebraska athletic department and things he was hearing. And there are people who are pushing back against him. I'm like, if Mitch felt comfortable to push that, his sources are very, very good. Like right. I don't question um, when Mitch knows something, I, I know his sources are very strong. Um, who else would I say? Cause they said, don't, don't fill it up with Hale varsity. So I will completely, <laughs> I will not even put anyone on Hale varsity because I could sit and talk about all of the Hale varsity people and what they do. Um, let me think I'm kind of going around, um, and thinking of who I work with and I'm fortunate to work with. Mm. Um, I would say we have a lot of really awesome, um, women sports journalists who, um, are an absolute joy to work with. Like I think of like Kelsey Casper. Um, she's really great. Ellie mm -hmm. French, who is, who is new to the beat, but she is like just impressive as heck. Um, Nicole Griffith, who is at 10, 11. You also have Nicole weaving who um, she is at um, NTV news. Um, there's just a lot of really, really awesome women who are running um, the cameras for different sports departments in at different TV stations. So I am always so impressed with them and it's fun. Like I was at the volleyball um, second round and I looked down and it was all women. I loved mm. it. So I, awesome. I think, I think that kind of stuff like really stands out to me and they're all so good at what they do. So um, one little caveat, because like I said, I'm feeling violent today when you're watching videos and you hear questions and the questions are coming from women, um, stop, stop always attacking the questions that women are asking because so many people go, Oh, that was a dumb question, but you don't listen to anything. The men say like, come on. Right. Um, it, it's such it's BS. Or if you hear a voice, like, I don't know how many times people assume that the, the, the woman's voice is mine. I am not the only woman on this beat and take a moment to figure out, take a moment to know who you're talking about, because whether it's a compliment or a criticism, I don't really care, but you should know that there are other women on this beat and go learn who they are. Right. Figure it out. Y'all know who Sam's, what Sam's voice sounds like. Y'all mm -hmm. know what Eric, you know, you hear a voice and people are all like, Oh, it's that person. Go do that. Go give that same respect to the women. Go find out. We don't all sound the same. Um, so anyway, there are a lot of really awesome women who are working really hard. Go give them, go give them the like courtesy of knowing who they are. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, no, that's a really good point. Do I have to go now? <laughs> yes. um, so I know he's not really in Nebraska media, but I think that he covers um, Nebraska I like I athletics say. really, really well. I think he has um, really great insight. He's obviously been around for a while. He's a pal of mine. Um, Nick, I think Nick Baugh is just. I knew you were going to say Nick Baugh. <laughs> he's incredible at what he he's does. I love his insight. He's entertaining about it, but he also isn't like bullshitting around either. Mm 
Um, I think that he gives his honest opinion anytime, you know, um, I had the good fortune of recording the latest episode of his pod, uh, podcast because Pat was busy. Um, and I just loved the breakdown that him and Bo did of um, the, the new coaching staff. So mm-hmm. obviously I think Nick's pretty high up there. Um, I know that this next um, gentleman gets quite a lot of hate, um, but I love Dirk Chatwin. I, I think that he's willing to go places that other people don't want to go and have an opinion that maybe isn't super popular, but he has a reason to feel or to think that way or present. I love, I love the way that he presents like the other side of the coin Mm -hmm. that maybe people don't want to talk about. Um, I've always um, really kind of thought a lot of him for being willing to, to go places that some other people may not want to go. Um, and he's just a great writer. He's such a good storyteller. Um, but yeah, so I really like Dirk. Um, and I'm sorry, Aaron, but you are on my list and I don't care what anybody says. Um, even before we did this podcast, like I always followed you and I love the way that you present a story and also, you also present unique stories and perspective. And I really, really enjoy that. Um, and I hope that other people enjoy it. I mean, I know that other people enjoy it as much as I do, but you're on my list too. Well, I really appreciate that. I will say it's so hard. Like, um, times like I have to protect my own peace sometimes where I'm like, Oh, I'm not sharing that much on Twitter and stuff. And I hope that people know that like, it's, it's oftentimes because I just am like trying to protect my own peace, but like, I'm always trying to think of like ways that that is really important to me is finding stories that I feel like people aren't telling. And in fact, like, um, reliving some of our Hale varsity covers on Twitter yesterday was fun because it got to remind me of some of the stories I've gotten to go tell. And mm-hmm. I I'm thinking of stories I'm going to get to tell in 2022. And it's just really like, I, it means a lot because I'm very fortunate to have my job and I'd like to have it for as long as I can. So well, your um, passion comes through in the way that you present your stories too. Um, and so I've I always that. admired that about you. I appreciate that. Well, this feeds really well into who are the three to five members that we think are the best or most fun to be around. Um, I was going to say Nick Baugh on this Mm -hmm. one. Now he is very good at what he does. Nick Baugh is just a really fun person. I've actually known Nick Baugh since I was in college. Interesting little like small world. My absolute best friend, her cousins are the Corvers. So Mm -hmm. um, Kyle Corver would do different golf tournaments and things in Omaha. And I had, I helped out a couple of times. That's actually when I met Nick the very first time. And Nick is Nick. Nick is exactly who he is (laughs) from the get go. Um, I would say you, I really enjoy being around you, but I would also say, and I actually said this to somebody yesterday, you are one of the best um, producers, most professional people um, when it comes to what they do for their job. Um, So I could put you easily in the three to five media members as well. I know you feel like you've kind of transitioned out of that role a little bit in the podcast world. I would still argue it still counts very much as media, Um, but you are very fun to be around. Um, People, if you are not following Sasha, especially like just everything you do with Sadie and Meathead Test Kitchen, there's our shout out for the week, but (laughs) it's really, it is like, um, you're great. Um, I would say who else? Like Connor Happer is really Mm. fun to be around. Um, he is just like such a kick. Uh, I, I sometimes like just can't get over how funny he is. Same thing with Michael Brunts. Brunts, Mm. like makes me mad at his jokes because they're so good and it makes me mad because I'm like, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> so um, Brunts is a really, just a really generally great person. And it's mm. funny when I say these people, they're very good at their jobs too. Yeah. Um, they're just good at their jobs in, you know, different ways. But Brunts is just a, he's a really good person. Like, honestly, like if you get a, you can get a sense for people. Cause like, I think of like, I've had like good experiences with so many people. Like I've had an opportunity to spend like, I got to watch a Royals game one time with like Robin wash it. And like, he was such a kick, <laughs> like so funny. Um, just an all around, like good human really like just like I said, it was such a kick. Um, yeah. There are a lot of like really fun people on this beat. And I think the thing when you dial back all of the other stuff of the job, like you start to see people just for who they are. And mm-hmm. like, that's a lot of fun to just kind of, um, I don't know, see like the like goofier side of people and just kind of how like, 
I don't know. Like I've had like a beer with Andy Kendi before and like just like <laughs> we met Andy at like the Kendi. Crescent Moon and it was so, he's so like great. Yeah. Loves his kids, loves his loves his wife. Like just yeah. like is so fun and like he's such a proud dad. Like it's just so fun to like talk yeah. to people. <laughs> I would definitely have to put Andy Kendi in my in my top three. Um, to, well, this is three to five. I forgot about that. Um, Andy Kendi's just like a legit, he was one of the first people, him and Thor trip when he was still here. Oh, poor. Um, I know. Um, <laughs> Thor is also amazing and hilarious. Um, but they were like, I was going to be an intern for them. Um, some things like kind of got wonky, but um, just, I don't know. I've always enjoyed the two of them. Um, Mike Schaefer is freaking hilarious he is although he has started and he would agree with me he has started to turn into like he it's like we turned 30 and now he's very get off my lawn (laughs) that's what i love the evolution though because now i think he's even funnier um definitely ba um of course robin wash it also hilarious also really really great at covering basketball like if you want to have a conversation with somebody about freaking basketball have a conversation with Robin watch it. Um, and even though he's curmudgeon-y, there's two people, I'm going to name them back to back. And there is a reason for it. And everyone will know know why you're going to say, uh, Michael severe and Kevin Kugler. I know. Thank you for adding them. (laughs) Kugler does not cover Nebraska. Um, and he's like big time now. Uh, well, I he, guess his, 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 hate, of, his hate of Nebraska is well documented. Yes. yes, yes. Um, I shouldn't say he doesn't cover Nebraska, but you know <laughs> what I mean? Um, big 10, you know, he's big time now, but the two of them, um, Michael is so curmudgeon It's, it's hard not to laugh at how much he hates everything, but how much he cares about accurately like covering things. And I think that he tries to be very non-biased. He's very just, okay, like, let's actually break this down. Why is this happening? Like, how did the defense look this week? Things like that. Um, I think he's really great at his job, but he's also like super undercover funny. Like you, <laughs> sometimes if you're not paying attention, he slips in like two, three jokes and it just mm-hmm. over people's heads. And it's amazing. And obviously Kugler, because it's freaking Kevin Kugler. <laughs> <laughs> I will say to Kevin and Michael, they were the two people when we talk about allies mm-hmm. and like, um, when we talk about people, they were the first people who took me seriously enough to put me on the radio is not a shtick, but actually like take me seriously. Mm-hmm. And, um, I will always say that they, they, when they hosted unsportsmanlike conduct very much legitimized me in the space. And for that, I will be thankful forever. Um, there, when we talk about allies, like, um, I'm not here. I'm not here to like make it something where people are like, who are you talking? It is, it's not that deep. Um, It's just, there are people who are much more interested in being true allies. There are people on this beat who, um, and it's not just this beat. I want to be clear. Like this is like sports sports media in general. There are people who are interested in you believing that they're allies, but they don't like, and I, like I said, I, there's, there's a lot of opinions I could share on all of this and maybe that's a topic for another day. Um, but it, it, like the one thing is, is like, like I said, Kevin and Michael were the two people who have like long taken me seriously, mm-hmm. um, given me platforms provided their put their like neck out for me. And for that, I will always be incredibly appreciative of the two of them because, um, they're two people who legitimately put it, quote like for lack of a better term their money where their mouth is like yep. they're gonna do things and so you know laura oakman who i've gotten hooked up with through galvanize and everything she is a huge kevin kugler supporter mm. like um and i i trust laura's like when she like gets good vibes from people so of course she like loves kevin because yeah. he is exactly who he is to so. that point i will say um to further that point like that point home um anybody that's been associated with 1620 the zone for the last 12 to 15 years, solid grade A folks. Um, I mean, when you talk about people are in your corner, Kevin and Michael, obviously, um, I mean, they helped me get my foot in the door. Um, but Neil Nelkin, who's behind the scenes that a lot of people don't either know or talk about solid dude, but, um, all of them have always been in my corner, um, and cheering me on and nothing but like amazing support. So like just all of them. 
Yeah. <laughs> they, it, they are good people. Um, Adam had two more questions and I don't want to like blow past them really quick, but here's what we're going to do. He asked about Will Compton and his shtick. Here's all I will say about Will Compton because um, I've had the, I have had the uh, privilege of speaking with Will, especially with a group of his friends for a magazine feature on um, just uh, it was right after the, uh, the death of George Floyd, but talking about just being uh he, he was very much when we talk about allies, he showed up because he wanted to be an ally for his friends. Um, and we had a really gr- like really frank conversation about um, being a black athlete, especially in a state like Nebraska. And um, I, I will always appreciate Will and he very much he didn't offer a whole lot. He just sat back and listened, but was more of a support system in that moment. The thing I will say is I will always give Will tons of credit for um, hustling. He has um, he, he like everything he does, he does it 110 percent. So um, I, I give him tons of credit. Um, I wish success for him in the future. And um, Will is a, is a good person. So mm-hmm. with that said, this next question that Adam had is on NIL. And I almost kind of want to hold this for like another podcast because yeah. he basically said an NIL deal for Nicklin Hames. If you ever get hyped, if you ever need to get hyped for something, a job interview, a dentist appointment, first date, you can hire her and she can come and yell at you and push you around. She could be your personal hype woman. Love it. Um, he wanted more wacky NIL deals, like mm. ideas. Kind of want to do this for another. Maybe you we should. Like, so let's, here's what we're going to do before we get to our last question. If you have a wacky NIL deal where you think this would be amazing, send it to us at mindyourownpodcast at hillvarsity.com or tweet at us at Aaron Sorensen at Sasha72, and we will do that for a separate uh, podcast on NIL because I love talking about NIL stuff. Yes. So, um, and we can also do some like cool like like year in review maybe ones of like other cool ones that have actually like legitimately like wild NIL mm-hmm. deals that have come up. This one comes from Sky, who even included a, a music uh, video of a band he wanted us to check out, but said another year in the bag, which no pun intended. What thing are you most looking forward to in 2022? Maybe it's just me, but it's been really difficult to make plans or look too far ahead during the pandemic. So I'm curious what you are most looking forward to in the new year, big or little. My thing is I am looking forward to hopefully traveling a little bit more outside of things just for work. Mm -hmm. I have found myself getting so truly burned out in a way that like, I don't check out ever. I have been so married to my computer, my phone, everything more than I would say I ever have been in my life in the last two years. And I am really looking forward for opportunities to just go experience things again, to kind of like, I find myself taking walks with Scout and I have to like set my, like I I put my phone away just for like the hour so I can just look around and just Mm -hmm. absorb. And I think I need that on a level that's more outside of just my, even if it's just like driving to another town, like it doesn't have to be big grand trips. It's not like I'm saying like you have to like fly halfway across the world to have that experience. I, it's just, I'm looking, I'm hopeful and looking forward to just experiencing things again and getting Mm -hmm. to do things that it feels like it's been a long time since we've been able to do things. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think for me, I'm, I am really looking forward to becoming an even better version of myself. Um, there's been some things lately for me personally that I, need to work on. And I'm really excited to start the work on those things. Um, but also very much traveling. Um, I have not, Brian and I have not been on a vacation, like an actual vacation since we got married four Mm. years ago. (laughs) So I'm looking forward to like going on an actual vacation, um, and then just continuing to do some work. Yeah. I love that. I think I know it's kind of cliche to go like, oh, new year, new me. I don't think that at all. I think Mm -hmm. it's like new year, new opportunity to sort of like regroup, reset, um, sort of make new goals for yourself. And I think it's it kind of goes back to like constantly adapting and evolving, even on your interests and your likes is it's like you can have you can have a new year, quote unquote, every three months, every month, every whenever you want. Um, But I think there's just a very natural start of a year where you kind of have this moment to reflect. And Mm. there are things for me where I have really taken a hit after the loss of Jack's where like I really got out of um, a habit of how I work out. And that is really good for my mental health. And Mm -hmm. so the fact that I'm out of system, 
I need to get myself back to it. And it's not that I can't start today. Maybe I will start today. Um, but there's always an opportunity to sort of reflect around this time of year and sort of like create benchmarks for the future of, Hey, I, I want to continue to grow and be a better version of myself. And this time of year just lends itself nicely to like reflection. So yes, absolutely. I, I, I'm, I'm totally for people who are like not big um, resolution. I, I don't think it has to be about big sweeping resolutions unless you want it to be. If like a right. big resolution is right for you, go, go live that, go live your truth. If it for you, it could just be simple. I've had this opportunity to reflect and now I'm going to take that energy into 2022. Absolutely. I love I, that. It's, you know, and I'm also looking forward to actually being married in the new year. Um, I was laughing because a thing on um, Instagram has been those stickers that everyone shares that like you share a photo or video or something. And it was a little too on the nose for me to share it, but it was share a photo or video from right before March, 2020, before he knew what Mm. was coming. And I had a video that I had taken in uh, January of one of those like, uh, Instagram filters that like you blink and it like does something. It's like in 2020, I'm, I will be. And the one it picked was married. And so I was so entertained by that. I was like, Oh, look (laughs) at that. Um, obviously that didn't happen. So that felt a little too on the nose for me, but, um, I am looking forward to like, finally kind of like closing the chapter of wedding planning that I have gotten to like spend way too much time caring about. Um, cause here's the thing, planning a wedding once is hard. Planning it essentially three times is even harder because your opinions on things will change. (laughs) So um, I do not recommend, I do not recommend like multi, multi multi-level planning. It sounded like I was going to (laughs) say multi-level marketing, but it It is what it is. I'm excited for you. And this mailbag episode to kind of wrap this all up as nicely as we possibly can. Um, it was very much half tangent, half mailbag, but we do always appreciate you reaching out. So to Laura, Erica, Sky, um, Adam, for taking the time to send questions, to send your thoughts, just to send your, um, emails. We do appreciate it at all times. Like I said, with Adam's last question on NIL, you have a wacky NIL deal. If you want to have a part of this conversation, or if you want to share an NIL deal that you really, NIL deal that you really enjoyed this year so far, send it to us. Mind your own podcast at hillvarsity.com at Aaron Sorensen at Sasha 72 on Twitter. We would love to talk about this. I think like having like an NIL recap would actually be really fun. So let's yes. just do it. Let's just do it. But thank you as always for dealing with our half tangent, half mailbag, half violent <laughs> thoughts all in one. Um, I was just feeling feisty today. I just, and I didn't even go that hard. I could have gone harder, y'all. There it is. Same. Um, by the way, Sky, I just want to point this out. Uh, his uh, tweet at me about Nebraska saying, which one do you pick, Ope or y'all? And he was like, Aaron like, is like super conflicted on this, which... Mm. Um, <laughs> Because he is private on Twitter, I had somebody at Nebraska basically be like, what's this about? And I was like, don't worry, I'm just getting roasted. It's not about you. This is a me. This is, it's not you. It's me. I'm getting roasted on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. So with that, thank you as always. Send us emails, tweet at us. We appreciate you. We will be back next week. We're going to talk NIL. This is going to be fun. Yeah. Let's have some fun. Bye. A Huda Media Production.